everyone, and welcome to A Nightmare on Fear Street. A monstrous podcast about all things horror. If you like what you hear today, then you can follow us on all of the usual socials or subscribe to our Patreon for bonus content and merch. You can find all of that by visiting us at allmylinks.com backslash A Nightmare on Fear Street or in our episode descriptions wherever you're listening to this podcast at. Today we are covering Evil Dead 2. Surprise! Yay! That's right, y'all. We decided to do two of these because two of them came out in the 80s and we love the 80s. Plus, it's timely because there's a new movie possibly out by the time this drops or coming out when we don't understand time, but we know that they're going to meet somewhere in the universe soon. Neither did this movie. So here we are. Listen. (laughs) (laughs) So can we just talk about this? Okay. I was so confused. Yes. Are we doing this again? Why is he going back? Suddenly he's a pianist? I'm so confused. I I was live tweeting this because I was drinking and I was like, he's not going to the cabin. He is not. He didn't play on this. Did he not? Does he not remember the last movie? And people were like, so what happened was <laughs> they didn't have the rights to their footage because um, film industry and all these contracts that Bullshit. were like sketchy as fuck. Right. Yeah. Um, like it's really wild because we have so many iconic movies like this and Night of the Living Dead um, where they got fucked over. And so like Night of the Living Dead is always free somewhere because the contract and this couldn't use his last footage because the contract right and so they instead of them reshooting the entire whole movie or getting everybody back they just brought in those first two actors um bruce and i should know her name but i don't and they <laughs> made them just like do a little a quick little take on what happened um omitting a bunch of shit is it bruce and, and bobby joe that movie linda I mean, linda bobby? it's linda yeah yeah that's right linda how'd i forget linda bobby joe's but anyway <laughs> But because they had to like splice together a remake of the first movie <laughs> and a sequel, Wikipedia has it listed as a requel. And so I'm wondering if it's the first requel. I mean, um, maybe. or I, I want to go down that path, but I didn't because I have an attention span issue and I would still be Googling. And so uh, <laughs> I myself. Right. I will say this opening proves all of our notes from the first one true. All of yes. our notes. The plot was so thin, they recreated it in less than 10 minutes. <laughs> and the tree Listen. rape was not needed. <laughs> Listen, when the tree started rapping Bobby Joe, I was like, don't do this again. Don't do this again. And they didn't. And I was like, Phew. yeah, it was not needed. So we were correct on the first one, y'all. We were right. Sam Raimi agreed. So I did it in the second one. Listen, he heard us in the future and then went back in time <laughs> and was like, uh. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but uh another thing i so one of the things i do like about this franchise because we've seen two of them so far is that each one is made with five dollars and spirit gum and <laughs> they're not letting that stop them from having fun though like <laughs> so yeah and somehow we ended in spam a lot i don't know <laughs> you i just at one point i just had to like lean back with my drink and just be like it is what it is <laughs> because <laughs> It's not it's not a franchise you could be like the plot or no. you could be like this story. You just have to be like shit is attacking him and he's screaming and there's blood. And you know what? Sometimes that's all we need. Right. And did you okay, the layout of this cabin this time, I was super confused. And it also seemed to have grown from the first movie to this movie. <laughs> there's suddenly like secret passageways and like 20 bedrooms that all linked together and like <laughs> 
I know this one had a bigger budget, even though it doesn't look like it. It had a bigger budget. <laughs> and so I wonder if they were just like, let's just get a bigger cabin so we can do it all. <laughs> right. A, better, a bigger, shittier cabin. Listen, listen. Um, and this one had a what? piano. Did they have a piano on the other one? I don't think so. They did not. Um, but also things that were not in the first one. <laughs> Bruce's body. Uh, let's get into that real quick. That's my last note. Bruce Campbell could get it. Because <laughs> I, I put that out there on Twitter because, again, I me and I was drinking. But I needed to know if he was getting hotter, if I was just getting hornier. Because it has been a moment. <laughs> um, and they were like, no, no, no. He went to the gym. So apparently between movies, he was like, oh, we're going to make more of these. I should get a whole something to look at. Um, Because I was like, he looked different. Is it new camera equipment? Is it new wardrobe? Mm. Is it a new makeup person? At the end, I was like, and, hey, Spirit, y'all could rip some of that t-shirt off more. Like, you could. This, right, right. Where them trees at for him? Like, <laughs> open that up real quick. I, it's very, very evident when he climbs out of the cellar and he, he has all that arm exposed. You're like, them are some muscles you've never had before, good sir. Sir. Listen. You can uh, <laughs> possess my cabin any day. <laughs> <laughs> he can dead my evil in and out. Yes, I Bruce Campbell. He's still attractive too. You know, when I say he could get it, I, I'm still open. Bruce, give me a call. Take me to dinner. I've never, I've never looked at him and been like, oh no. But like, this was the first time I was like, but maybe yes. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that's the first one I'm like okay shenanigans but this one like he looked different he hitting different Ooh. Ooh, um, I'm verklempt <laughs> my stars and my goddess <laughs> clutching my pearls <laughs> I was like put the chainsaw down I'm gonna need both hands <laughs> all hands on deck no, we can't concert. chop that one off you're gonna need it later listen let's not chop anything off <laughs> I'm close I but I I love a final boy who's like I gotta get hotter for the next movie, cause goals. Right, right. Mm. Bruce, bring it on. Listen, mm. listen. I also so they we intro and okay. I don't want to. I, I don't want to tell you yet. But we we introduce new characters into this, so it's not just a complete rehash of the first film, because we have Annie, who is the daughter of the researcher who brought forward the book and well yada 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 and i when she gets off that plane i truly do not understand her fascination with the quote-unquote world that you're going to get through by something with a book called the book of the dead i mean maybe it's just me but that world does not sound like a good time she was just like it leads to another world and I was like, bitch, I, stay away from that world. <laughs> I was like, I got too much popping off in this world. I need y'all to help me find a main path. Like the note I kept writing is I have no idea what's going on, but I'm not having a bad time because I, I, I kept watching it. I just didn't know what was happening. Right. I will say I did like Annie more than any of the supporting cast from the first movie. <laughs> I mean, I stop saying much, but no, <laughs> I I did wonder why she had the summer camp <laughs> shorts on. She was ready for um, Jason. She thought she, she was going she to was, Crystal Lake, and instead, 
<laughs> her outfit was just because it was like shirt says safari, shorts say camp counselor, um, knee high socks say my daddy dressed me, and some like old lady loafers. And I was like, what thrift store did y'all just like knock over for her real quick? <laughs> that was their five dollar budget. <laughs> Listen, fun costume idea though, <laughs> right? Uh, yes, but you know. At least she had something going for her, and she had a little bit of backbone, unlike any of the other main uh, or supporting characters from the first film. Again, this is one of those movies, I'm, and I'm starting to think it's one of those franchises, actually, where you have to like sort of leave all you know about film behind you and just like just go with it, just go with it. it it's one of those because again, I'm not, I'm not like I hate this, but I'm not like I need to see it again. <laughs> Same. Yeah. I mean, I will say I'm glad I re I watched it as an adult because as a teenager, I I think I actually watched this one before I watched the first one. I don't know what they all blend oh. together because it's the same damn story, just told differently. <laughs> but <laughs> but <laughs> I didn't. I hated this movie as a as a teenager. But as an adult, I can appreciate it. It's not for me, but I definitely see some things there to celebrate whereas if you had asked me this six months ago i'd have been like that movie's all shit listen that's the thing that comes from like reviewing things um more often or longer it's because like we come from a place where we're like i hate it or i love it right and we get there as adults because the kids were like i don't know it's a movie but like at some point we're like i got taste and fuck you bitches um, but it's all relative because there's some shit out there that like I know is bad, but I love it. Oh, um, there's girl. some stuff out there so where I know me. it's art. So many for me. So, listen, <laughs> that's that shit was setting. <laughs> you like give me a stepladder. I'm going to do this Walmart. You give me a slasher, and I'm gonna love it. <laughs> listen, I'm like Trentington, Trent, Trentington, and you're like, no, it's gold. Give me the merge, like Trentington. Just give me some J Love saying, "What are you waiting for, huh?" No. Um, Except, no. I won't stand by that one because I am not the only one person that stands that movie. And I don't care. <laughs> you know what? Is- Sometimes as a community, y'all leave me, and that's fine. <laughs> um, I'm saying it with my full chest. I'm ready for the redo. Bring it on. Let's do it. I have Miss Freddie Prince Jr., and he's coming back, so I'm going to watch it. I don't know if Jay- Jennifer Love Hewitt has learned how to act yet because I was never. She seemed lovely, but I just never enjoyed her performances. Yeah, of course you do. Um, she was in a slasher. I, well, she was my two. Anyway, we're getting too down, far down this rabbit hole. But like, she was my two. I had Sydney and I had Julie. They were my 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 team. Some One people have like Laurie and Jenny, and other people have Sydney and Julie. Let them have Nancy. I. <laughs> <laughs> But that goes back to my point. Like we, when we're younger, we're just like, any movie's a goal. And then we become people and we're like, no, this is shit. And this is why. Any hole um, is a gold. <laughs> listen, any hole is a gold. Any hole is a um, hole. That was my favorite line. Any hole is a hole. Listen, that's math. That's science. We're not great at math, but we can answer What's that it? question. Any hole. No, I can answer that one. Is... I am a woman of STEM. Look. <laughs> any hole is, in fact, a hole. Listen, listen. Holes for holes. <laughs> I <laughs> um, 
But I, what the fuck I say? They lost us. I, oh yeah, I was saying that like when we're younger, everything is awesome, everything right. is fun, and then we learn to be a little bit more critical, and then we learn that our opinions are supposed to matter, even though like they really don't. They really don't. No. Like I, my my thought is if it's not something like fucking flat out offensive, and you're like shoving it at people to be like, no, um, <laughs> this is great, this is great art, and you need to learn how to suck it up, black people. Um, <laughs> I, if that's not your platform, I I'm rooting for you. I can vote for you, but like. It's when it gets into that where I'm, I'm like, no, we need to have a conversation yeah. because there's a lot of Skin and Brink just came out, y'all. Skin and Brink is out there, and y'all are like acting like it's a great movie. I saw a ceiling for 20 minutes, and I tapped the fuck out. I I saw this meme today, and I gotta send yes. it to you because, girl, you're gonna love it. The Evil Tyrone one, where <laughs> it was the Skin and Brink ceiling. <laughs> it's like nobody Skin and Brink fans. <laughs> right? Yes. Yes, like, Evil Tyrone posted that, and I was like, yes. And we started talking about it, because Evil Tyrone likes it. And I was like, okay, um, thank you for this meme. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> and so, again, I don't get that. And I know that, like, some people, because, again, we have this thing where people need to justify what they like, and I don't know who started that. But when I'm like, I don't like it, people are like, let me tell you why I like it and why you have to be in the right mind place for it. I'm like, no, I'm just like, I don't like it. I didn't say you couldn't like it. Right. I didn't say you had to hate it too. But like people have been writing me like dissertation. I'm like, I'm not going to read all this just so you know. Well, because I feel like we <laughs> get on this so this whole like, and we, I feel like we've talked about this before the pod, but like, I feel like we've gotten to this point or at least as adults that we feel like if, someone doesn't agree with us, then they're worse and or better than us. And so mm. you have to agree to be on the same page or on the same level playing field. And that's not the case at all. Like no. you and I are on the same playing field, but we have very different tastes. Like we enjoy different things, you know? Listen, like I, a few weeks, months ago, I don't know time. I posted <laughs> about the lady Ghostbusters because like the Ghostbusters of the women was fun. And it was actually it. better than... It was better than a lot of the other movies in this whole franchise. But, like, somebody was pissing on it as usual because there's always a man pissing on it somewhere. And he was like, say one nice thing about this movie. And I I retweeted it and I, like, put out a list of things I love about the movie. And, like, the person and I never exchanged any words. So, like, that dude was like, whatever. But, like, some other dude hopped on to be like, this is a joke, right? And like me and somebody, I think it was Andrew Hara, we're just like, it's not a joke. We're talking about how much we like it in our chat. Great day. And dude got big pissed. And he like retweeted me to be like, I thought she was joking. How can anybody like this? And I'm like, why do you need people to know you're a troll? Right. Just, just don't. Like, again, if you see somebody enjoy something you don't enjoy, just say nothing. Like, I'm not dropping in the skin of my ring chats being like, guess what about your movie, bitch? I'm just like, <laughs> y'all watching it um, with your headphones in. And I'm just, listen. <laughs> I can stare at my own ceiling, but that's my truth. I'll get some lights you for you, Shay. Blue. Listen. Red. <laughs> Add some music and whisper it myself. Look. <laughs> no shade to that movie uh, filmmaker because they're a queer filmmaker and I'm, we need more of you. So yeah, happy for you, but it ain't for me. I'll see you I... on the next one. Maybe I'll like it. <laughs> Listen, listen. And that's my thing is that there's not enough people who are not cis straight white men doing things. Right. And it's another reason why people feel compelled to like a registration about it. Because like 
in a perfect world, we can all have chances to try and to fail and it's a glorious thing. But I think that there is still this knee-jerk panic of there's somebody in this community and so I have something nice about it at all times. Right. And that's not the case because like there's a lot of black filmmakers who I've yet to find a movie I like from them. But I just don't knock their bag in public. I just say less. Like, there's so many, there are so many brown creators and I'm just like, it's not for me. Like, I I will never get on the main feed and be like, I don't fuck with M. Night Shyamalan movies. They're all predictable and I'm always bored. But on this podcast, I'll say that. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not adding him being like, I'm not going to see Cabin, bitch. And let me tell you what I thought about the village and the visit and why you like these so much. Um, I'm just like in my own apartment. So much. What you got against W's? Listen, listen, there's a whole alphabet. There's a whole alphabet, M. Night. Like, that's, that don't need to be said. It don't need to be said. Because, like, people keep giving him money, and he's a brown person. So, yay. I don't feel like I have to be like, but it's bullshit. Well, even for me, like, sometimes there are so many creators that are beloved that I don't love every piece of everything that they've ever touched. You know, like. Right? I, like, honestly, I was just kind of like, Okay, it was a good time with uh, Nope. I didn't love it, but I'm also not going to come at you and be like, this is why it wasn't the best movie of all of the year. I just like, it was good. It was a good time. Yeah, and that's the other thing is sometimes it's also a matter of experience and perspectives. And so like, there are people who fucking hate Death Drop Gorgeous. We ain't got with them on like, um, oh, Clubhouse. That was an app. Yeah, that was a time. We ain't got with them on Clubhouse. They're lovely. And it's a it's a fun movie. It's got some creative kills and drag queens, so you know I'm about that life. Right. But like I not I didn't say I needed an Oscar, but when we were like advertising our like get together with them, people were like, Oh, that movie's so shitty. And I'm like, you don't need to say this. You the, the internet is free. You have your own account. If you hate a movie, go tweet that on your own account. Don't come in here, people trying to have fun, being like, I hate it. Right. Especially Good when you're you. not you in the community. <laughs> listen, listen. As a person not in the drag community, if a bunch of people who are in the drag community are like, this is a great movie, it's probably great and I'm missing something. But instead, Judith needs to be like, it's bullshit. It was made for $5. They know it was made for $5. They had the budget. I <laughs> And they still <laughs> made some iconic kills. I am just saying Listen. that. You know what I'm talking about. Still lives in my brain. Listen, Play-Doh Fun Factory. Play-Doh Fun Factory. <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. But like a lot of us have five dollars, but a lot of us don't make movies. So right. And the thing is too <laughs> is that what I also love about them and, and and why I hate that they or that you know people felt the need to be hateful towards them is that they're legitimately just filmmakers that love to make horror films that are just mm-hmm. doing it out of their own like they're funding their own shit. They're not mm-hmm. from Miramax or whatever the fuck companies there are out there today. But like they're doing their own thing and like yeah. Did I love every second of the film? No, but it was still a good time. Yeah. just got to, I don't know. They do. Get the stick out and your the, ass. <laughs> and the sad part is what the Death Trap Gorgeous Gang did is basically what Sam Raimi did here. He just, he, it, he they happened to not be straight white men. Um, and so, Ooh. of course, we got problems with that. But like, if you look at the, if you look at the proof, like it's, Nobody wanted to do our project, so we took it upon ourselves to find a couple dollars. Right, and I'm super, and I'm going to support the next project they do because, like, Saint Drumbo looks good. If I'm saying it right, I don't know if I'm saying it right, but I'm I'm looking at that. Let us know, y'all. Hopefully, you listen. We love you. (laughs) Right, because they filming and they keep putting up steals. I'm like, I see y'all, friends. I see y'all. You know our emails. (laughs) Listen, listen. 
We revive Clubhouse. I don't care. <laughs> um, but like, we might do it on we, Twitch. We you never know. Maybe. No, not, we're not going to do Twitch. Look. Well, that's true. <laughs> I ain't promising nothing. Y'all. That was not a promise. I was just yeah. throwing shit out there. You'll be touching your own. I'm, I'm not learning Twitch. I'm going I'm to scroll by and watch the girls play video games. And I'm going to go home. <laughs> um, <laughs> but so back to Evil Dead 2. I, I will say, because the humor, we talked about this too, because I was afraid when we watched the first one, I was afraid that a lot of the humor in the second one wouldn't work for me because I did hear that and I knew that they leaned more into the humor in the second film. And they did in the first because the first one they just thought they were making a good movie, and instead <laughs> it was funny. Um, but I and I and a lot of the humor did fall flat for me. Like some of it works uh, to a varying degree. I will say, the one moment or the one bits that that cracked me up the entire time was his possessed hand. <laughs> like that wow. whole scene of like the slapstick. Uh, three stooges like bong, bing, bong, bong, eh, slam it. Like, <laughs> I was dying. Like, that whole section was great. I didn't know where the jokes were supposed to be in this movie because it felt like the first one, but faster. Um, <laughs> and so, it's like the first one was so, more chaotic, and <laughs> right? It's like, so y'all afforded coke and caffeine this time. Um, that's how it felt. <laughs> and so, I was like, I'm waiting for jokes, I'm waiting for jokes. These are credits, okay. But and again, I think that's because the first one they didn't know they were being funny, and so them trying to be funny, they just like amped up what they were already doing. And so I'm like, how is it different? Because it's about I laughed the same amount I laughed in the first one, which I still don't know when I was supposed to, when I wasn't supposed to, (laughs) but I I was giggling a little bit sometimes, (laughs) like like the way his prosthetics fit his face when we get demon ash, um. What did I write? Let me guess what I wrote specifically because, again, me and my alcohol were having a great time. Oh my God. The evil Bruce makeup is so bad that it's cool. <laughs> His eye holes don't even fit. <laughs> yes. And I will still say, I do still stand the practical effects. Like, yes. Yes. All hands on, yes. like, love it, creative. You know, was it the most, like, insanely cool effect maybe not but they they were i knew they were creative and it took and like it it took you being a creative artist to pull it off part of the charm of this franchise and again i've only seen two movies um but part of the charm so far is the fact that things are handmade and they are practicals like i think without that piece i i might be harsher on these movies mm-hmm. um but there's some there's a charm and there's a level of respect when somebody makes something as opposed to just like hitting some buttons on a keyboard and that's no shade to people who learn that that is a skill too but it just doesn't hold up the same way as practicals because like seeing spider-man on the big screen the first time it's like oh my god i got my whole life seeing it at home on your tv you're like oh is the green screen is peeking through that's a different, that's not Tom Holland. It's probably being six feet tall. What, where Tommy at? <laughs> yeah, and, and I will say, I mean, there is art to, to um, you know, computer-generated effects, and they've gotten better throughout time. And there are films that utilize, like we've talked about it on here, there's times when computer-generated effects, like there's no way you could do that with a practical. Like There, yeah. there are certain effects yeah. that just can't happen practically. And 
so there is a time and a place. I just I agree though. I think that, and it may be the theater are the theater people in in us that say it, but like having that practical because that's what you have to use on stage. You don't get computer generated bullshit yeah. on stage. You have to use a practical, and I th- I just think it's beautiful in a way. Like you have to you have to suspend your disbelief too. It is beautiful, and it it also because it's a practical. It it feels of the world, mm-hmm. whereas computer animated stuff takes you out. It's like I found TikTok filters recently, and I've been using those for our videos. <laughs> I don't actually do makeup. Um, some people thought I was putting on makeup, and I was like, "Y'all have a lot of faith in me." I'm literally throwing a wig on and hitting glamour. I have known Sheree <laughs> for over a decade at this point, and the amount of makeup I've seen her wear is maybe some lipstick. And maybe some mascara. And that's on special holidays like Halloween. <laughs> Other than that, there's, yeah, no. <laughs> right? But like, I, I've learned that the filters are the way. And we get more views when I use them too. And I'm like, wow, y'all, but whatever. But like, we it, tell themselves. The, right? The thing about the filters are. Like, they're cute, but also if you stare at them too hard, you're going to be like, oh, this bitch's face ain't moving. <laughs> and that's the same thing it is with movies. And because, oh my God, we we are 90s kids. Remember video games? And every time a new system came out, it was the best graphics ever. Oh, it was beautiful. You, you it, thought it was like right? Mona Lisa. Listen, and now you look back at PlayStation 1 games and they're all like blocky and shit. And you're like, we were playing this. It looked like fucking Jenga and Legos. <laughs> and it's like, Jill, I got the zombie in the headlock. <laughs> robot what yes and so yeah i think that i think that that's reason practicals are the moment because like again it feels like it fits in the world easier than computer swipe yeah Uh (laughs) well and i feel like sometimes people think that perfection is the the destination like perfection is what we strive for and i don't ever strive for perfection. I strive for what feels true and what feels appropriate and what is effective. And sometimes that effectiveness means I needed to use, you know, in a film would need to use something that's computer generated. But most of the time that effectiveness is going to be, it's going to be more effective to use something that's practical and up in somebody's face than someone trying to pretend that there's like a xenomorph in my face. Listen, and the thing about practicals is, like, people do get really good at them. Like, there are people just on TikTok and Instagram, like Kai FX. They are out here doing the Lord's work with practical makeup. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom Savini's been doing it for decades. And, like, there are people who can do it. The thing is that nobody wants it because it's not as quick. <laughs> when you get a studio involved, the studio is like, we want Spider-Man, make it a Marvel movie. But, like, at the end of the day... Part of the draw of what got most of us into the horror genre is it was kids with a bucket of blood um, on a weekend. Like, it's exciting. Even when it fails, it's exciting. Well, and you can even tell a difference between the first film's effects and this film's effects. Like, there is a difference. Like, that geyser of blood that shoots out of the water shoots his head. Was, one, hysterical. But also, wild. It was like, and then it turns to black, like the black sludge that it turns into. Like, yeah, like you can tell Sam Raimi and the other people he worked with up their game between the Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2 on the special effects because you get better as you keep doing it. And we learn from our mistakes. We learn from our shit. Like special yeah. or practical effects today are 
even 20 times better than what they used to be. And like, to also be fair, um, I was on the Wikipedia earlier and I did read a little bit that because Stephen King liked the first one so much, people were willing to give the second one more money. Um, mm-hmm. It wasn't a lot of money, but like they made it into the millions, like very early millions. Whereas the first one probably didn't. No, <laughs> like, like 100,000 maybe. <laughs> yeah. And that's what took them so long to make it. Um, and so many other problems arose. And so like that little bit of money, again, if you give somebody who can do the things, the resources, they can do the things. But when you don't pay them, they can't do it. Which as theater people, we know. Because how often have we had to do like a big ass prop show with $30? Every time. <laughs> Every fucking time. And but like the time you actually get a budget, you're like, oh my god, I can I can make it shiny, I can make it new. Like, I can go to the Walmart. <laughs> my God, I love going to the Walmart for props. <laughs> um, because so often you have to like barter and steal. You uh, when I did Death Trap, when I did Death Trap for Doc J, um, at UCM, they gave me a hundred dollars. To do all the props for Death Trap. <laughs> Which, if you Death don't know that show, has got know. like 30 billion weapons on this on the stage at all times. Like, Right, right. And in the scene shop, because those boys fucked me over, because it was a group of dudes, always a group of dudes. I've yelled them aloud at it. We used to fight it out. Um, they decided <laughs> to give me set dressing with my $30. And I'm like, um, no, no, because it's part of your design. So that should be on you. Right. But like, they won that battle, but who's here with a podcast bitching about them now? <laughs> so exactly. Well, shit. How many times have I had to go to my Facebook and be like, "Hey, I'm looking for a da da da. Anyone got one I can borrow?" Like so many times. This, so when I used to do props for indie movies in Warrensburg, I don't, I don't put that on my resume anymore because I had to like separate from that person. I think he did some shady things. But when I was doing props, like, I was like, okay, you need books. I happen to have a lot of books. So I think your character might read, like, some of these Kurt Vonnegut that I have. Um, we need meth. I can't afford to go out and, like, buy fake meth. Like, I learned how to make it. So I would go on Google. And I learned how to make some really cool meth. Like, and I didn't know it was the same one for Breaking Bad. And so they were excited when I brought it in. They're like, this is the Breaking Bad myth. I'm like, it's just sugar. And, okay, whatever. <laughs> um- <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> Because, again, you have no money. Yeah. Like, when I was doing props for those movies, I was being paid as sweet potato chips because they wanted to do something, but they had no budget. Right. And I was like, I knew it was no budget when I got it, but it's going to look good on my resume. And then it's not on my resume. But I did eat them chips. I did eat the hell out of them chips. And, so- <laughs> <laughs> and you got the experience. Now you know how to make um, uh, meth. I do. I make. I used to be able to make some really great meth for film, y'all. If you're making an indie movie... And you've got a budget that can pay me more than potato chips. Let's talk. <laughs> I'll find the recipe real quick. Look. <laughs> yes. Oh, gosh. But while we're talking about these special effects, um, this movie felt like the Jim Henson Company got invited to redecorate hell. <laughs> Truly. I mean, I felt like that way about the first one, too. Like, But, it's- yes. Especially when they're like, the, the demons coming through the door. It's like, wow. Which demon, which door? Like, I, this movie is, again, it's it's just chaos. And I think that's part of the draw. This, I could see this going really well at a midnight showing. Oh. I can see it. Yeah. And I think that's the missing piece because we're watching it in our TVs mm-hmm. and we're in our apartments by ourselves and we're like, okay. Yeah. This but one, what, I need to be like 10 drinks in, 
playing a drinking game with like a room full of my besties and like yeah yes yeah because it has an energy of you need an audience for it and some movies just do and so i think that's another missing piece because a lot of people who love it got to see it with other people and i'm not having a bad time again i can't stress i'm not having a bad time because people love to be like she said something negative so she hates it and she's a bitch but sometimes it's just it's fine to not be in the two percent of fandoms of some things y'all uh sometimes these people online just drive me nuts listen some people don't understand that like twitter is not real life right (laughs) i'm like did you go outside and breathe the air today or did you just sit on your phone if you if you don't have real problems and some of these things seem like high tension issues but they're not right. um literally somebody can have a different opinion and it's okay or somebody can enjoy something and not as much as you and it's okay it's all right but some people are like calm down have a seat listen. have a mimosa or five listen, it'll be all right breathe. we'll kiki about something else we'll, we'll, i'm sure there's some movie right? that we like that this you know i'm sure that's out there right Right. And another thing is people, when they love something, they don't like to be critical of it. But I think that if you love it, you have to see the flaws in it to really love it. Otherwise, you don't love it. You love the idea of it. Boom. Or you love the idea that it makes you feel smart. Yeah. Um, and we we don't, because you people don't let themselves have those realizations. They're just like, it's great. It's great. It's great. But they don't understand that there are levels to it. And those levels are honest and true. Like, I did not enjoy Cocaine Bear, but I liked how it made me feel. Right. I love And I love Cocaine like, Bear. And I'm going to do cocaine. I'm just kidding. I don't. No. Nah, like, Trent was late today. We're going to talk about it later. It's fine. Um, <laughs> I was doing cocaine with the bear. Don't worry. Like, the good kind of bear. Hell. <laughs> how Trent got his groove back on the next cruise street. <laughs> But I liked the way it made me feel and I was rooting for the movie even when I knew it was not going to end up being for me about a third of the way in. Right. Um, and so when I wrote my review for Fifth Street, I was like, I like how it made me feel because I remember being a kid and watching kind of bonkers, ridiculous movies. <laughs> and it gave me that feeling, but as an adult, not in my shitty childhood home. <laughs> so I was like, thank you for giving me this moment, but I didn't ever do this again. Good day. See, and that's another one that, like, I feel like I'll be watching it with friends, having movie nights, being, like, drinking games, like, you know, Mm. it'll be a good time. But, again, I also understand it's not, like, an Oscar-worthy, I mean, you know, even some Oscar-worthy movies. Like, that's, I feel like that's, whatever, we don't need to get into that, but. I don't like most movies that win Oscars. Um... (laughs) That's a whole rant, though, because usually the Oscars are so white and so male, and those are not um, the movies where I see myself and my interests. Right. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, and yeah, with Cocaine Bear, we have a female director, which is great. It was her third movie she directed. Yeah. Props to her. Yeah. I forgot about the other Charlie's Angels because I never watched it. <laughs> but- and you know what? I heard an interview with her, and she was like, you know what? I fucking loved it. Now I don't give a fuck. And I was like, Good for you, Elizabeth Banks. I am so happy. I haven't watched it, so I don't know, but like, I as you loved it, and that's the point. <laughs> she she has an aesthetic, I guess, um, and it's so sort of throwbacks. I forgot what the third movie is. Let me actually Google because um, I know that Charlie's Angels Full Throttle, I think, is what it's called, and it was. I don't, I don't know what that one's called, y'all. The last one, the newest okay, one. The Full Throttle one. still got uh, 
What's her name? So they full throttle. That's still McGee then. Yeah. Um. <laughs> that's how far of it I am, y'all. I don't know what the fuck is happening. Um. Okay, she did Pitch Perfect too. I never thought any of those movies. Uh, and it's just called Charlie's Angels, twenty nineteen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Christian Stewart was there, and so I didn't watch it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. She also did a short called AIDS. We did it. <laughs> that sounds. I have questions, <laughs> but you know what? It could be very good. It could also be very questionable. But you know, I we'll see. I'm not gonna look you know, at. I'm not gonna search for it. She's she's got seven directing credits on her IMDb. Yeah. Um. So yeah, she's she's not not working. And you know what? We need more. We need more women directors. Even if I'm not fucking with what they're doing, right. it doesn't. I don't have to fuck with everything. I don't. We like, need more women directors doing fun, okay movies. Right. Again, it's fine to be a fine movie. Right. I think people forget that, which why when I'm like, are you over everything? Because if you're like, oh, it's fine, people gotta be like, it's shit, or oh, it's great. It's like, right. no, there's areas of gray. It, it's fine. It's a C. Right. Like, and a C is still something. Right. Like this movie, I completely understand when someone tells me, like, I have a coworker that this is his favorite film of all time, and I'm like, I get it. I, I mean, I don't get it, but like, I, I understand. I can see the appeal. It just doesn't work for me. Exactly. Um, because people when I was tweeting about it last night were like, it's the greatest movie ever. I love this kind of shit. And I'm like, you can. And I again I get it. I get it. And I think that we've been doing this podcast for almost three years now. Yeah, Is that math? I think so. Yeah, I think we'll be three in August, right? So we started in August twenty twenty. <laughs> 2021, 2022. Yeah, we're closing out our third year of doing this. And like, it's it's definitely been humbling because again, like we went back and we were going to some of the stuff that we used to love as kids. And like, oh no, this is offensive. Oh no, this is problematic. And we're watching stuff that we didn't watch or thought we didn't want to watch. And it's like, but this is kind of good. Like we watched fucking Overlord because I was thirsty for Joseph Quinn. And it ended up being a good movie. He was in for five seconds. <laughs> right. <laughs> But I would have never been like a wartime movie. Yeah, no. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, we we have definitely found some hidden gems that we both enjoyed, and yeah, and 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 like I said, I understand why people like this movie. I just mm-hmm. don't love it. Exactly. Exactly. And that's the thing is that people just don't let people have their own experiences. They're like, I have to make you like this, mm-hmm. which is why we get people yelling at people when they're offended by a movie. Instead of being like, oh, people are offended. I should like shut up and listen. They're like, no, I had a good time. And it's like, let the people tell you how they feel. Don't come yelling at them. And if you don't like what they're saying, unfollow and keep going or just keep strolling. You don't have to interact and be like, I thought they slash them was good. Let me tell you why I think it's good for you. Um, Because you like an asshole when you do that. <laughs> <laughs> and no one cares. No one's going to listen. Listen, no one on Twitter's ever been like, now that you've yelled at me, I see <laughs> why you like this movie. I need to like it too. Yeah, right. Now that you've all caps replied to my <laughs> tweet. <laughs> right. Which I was like, which, yeah, which is like, I just kind of half ass put on Twitter to be like, this is silly. I'm just like, what do you talk Pe- about, people? <laughs> Again, people think Twitter is real life. Um, she's not. She's not. She don't pay your bills. She's not taking care of your kids. I like Destiny's Child. 
No, she's not curled up with you in bed. Um, she <laughs> she out there, and she's a nice place for us to interact because, like, after you've been doing stuff for a while, you sort of do fall in those pockets. And so, like, we know a lot of people who do a lot of things in the horror world. Mm. And so sometimes it is like these are like your colleagues, but none of you are getting paid at the moment. <laughs> You're not working in their movies, but you can't be like, I saw that too, Travis Stevens, and that movie was wild. Um, <laughs> and so, like, it's, it's fun having interactions, like, in a hallway at an office. Right. Um, but it's not the real world. It's not, we can breathe. We can let it go. Right. And be like, I like it. It's fine. Right. I don't like, like it. It's I've fine. met many people through Twitter and social media, but I'm still going to be like, I want to meet you in real life. Like, I want to go have a drink with you at a bar and, like, kiki. Like, <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, every time I get to meet people, I'm just like, oh my God, you're a real person. Because again, <laughs> like, we started this. <laughs> we started this in 2020. August 2020, we started this podcast. Right. And so most of the people we've met in the horror sphere on Twitter and Instagram, we've never met in person. Right. Like we haven't been in the same space at the same time in almost a decade. Yeah. What when did you come? You came down here when I did Craigslist. 2016, 17. Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so people just forget. Like, I'm meeting Zero Gravity, who I have a podcast with for the first time in person at South By. Oh, that's so exciting. Yeah, and it's an accident because I didn't know she was going. She didn't know I was going. And we were like, wait, you're going to Texas? You have to go to South By because you're just going to Texas. (laughs) You're not going for a reunion there, (laughs) Sray. Listen, nobody's going to Texas. I'm like, mm. And so, yeah, we get to finally meet. And like next week, actually. And I'm going to be like, ah. Yeah. And I get to meet Kat um, next month at Salem Horror Fest. I met our neighbors last year um, Mm -hmm. because they were like, come with us to Colorado. I was like, okay. Oh! Love it, love it. And so I got to meet Fifth Street. And so like, I I love that we have these like friendships and these partnerships and some of us are finally getting to meet because COVID's calmed down just enough for us to be like, I'm going to risk a plane and go. Right, exactly. I love it. I love it. And I'm going to keep meeting people because that's why, yeah, I'm excited to be able to go to conventions and festivals and, you know, that's my hope. Mm -hmm. I hope this year I get to go to one something. Days come in fast and furious. But they happen all damn years. I'm like... (laughs) No. I want to do Midsummer Scream because Rachel True is going to be there. I saw that. That's so cool. I'm going to put in for the press pass and hope I find the credit card to get me there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe when I get this credit card paid off, we'll talk. But <laughs> maybe 2024. I don't know. <laughs> I can dream, though. I can dream. All right, straight. Are we ready for hot takes? Uh, I have so many more notes. <laughs> it's the 42-minute mark. <laughs> um, One of my notes... Can these trees stop attacking bitches in the woods? <laughs> these trees are angry. They are forever snatching bitches. They're just like, oh, are you in the woods? Slap. And I'm like, but for why? This is why Sheree doesn't go camping. Listen. <laughs> listen. Um, Blame Sam Raimi. I will, I will not be hit by trees, Mr. Raimi. I will not be hit by trees. Um, Speaking of, I Sam Raimi has an aesthetic that is exciting and a, a joy to behold. And so even when I don't enjoy the movie, I like watching what he's doing because 
we don't get a lot of what he's doing from American filmmakers. Even the ones who are trying to knock him off, right. like they're not on his level. No. You usually get this kind of shit when you like look at things from other countries, like some of the like older Japan things. You're just like, what is happening? Why is it all spinning? Why is it levitating? Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so I I do think that Sam Raimi is one of the most exciting directors um, I've seen as far as what he can create visually and do with the camera. Even after Strange in the Multiverse, which I didn't love, I was like, but this is fun to look at. Yes. He has a style and an aesthetic that you can tell, which I think is really cool, and most directors don't have. And yeah. even though it's not always for me, I can appreciate and respect him as an artist, for sure. I have never seen one of his movies that been like, this direction sucks. I can say a lot of things about a lot of them, because again, I <laughs> am apparently a hater. But like... <laughs> I've never been like the direction's a problem. I'm like the direction's fine, but like let's talk about this one scene. Where, who wrote this? Let's talk about this actor. Who, where you find her? Um, I can, but it's never the direction. No, never. No. Now with Mr. Raimi, because like there are some directors who I miss, and there are some who I love, but like not a. I. Everybody has their things they do, but he's just on a different level. Because again, we have so many directors we love. We've had some on the show. And I can tell when something's up their alley, but like these visuals are just fucking sick and wild. Like, even though I didn't know what the fuck was happening and why it had happened this way, like Bruce, like <laughs> getting knocked through the forest and just like twirling around like he's on a fucking Price's right wheel. <laughs> I, I was like, what is happening? And for whom is this Crash Bandicoot? Why? What? Is- Sam, why is he spinning? <laughs> Come to the office, Mr. Raimi. Come to the office. <laughs> I, I've i never done acid, but this movie's what I imagine acid to feel like. And so I... <laughs> right, same. Yeah. That's the Sam Raimi aesthetic, acid. Like, things can melt, things can fly, things can spin. Um, furniture will attack you. Like, it's just, it's, it's, it's cool. It's chill. It's chill. <laughs> it's fine. It's okay. It's whatever, you know? Yeah. No, but it's exactly how I imagine acid is what I think from this franchise so far. <laughs> Truly. Oh my god, so true. <laughs> I I also need to say this because again I am a hater. I don't think we need to add time travel <laughs> to anything because we're already doing a lot. We're we are already doing so much. You didn't like the last ten seconds of this movie. <laughs> Cause she brought it up the first time, and the dude in the um, I said the bell bottoms. Wow, the dude in the overalls was like, "No!" And I was like, "Thank you, Cresty." Um, <laughs> and then I was like, "We gonna leave that alone. We coming back for that." And he's like, "No, one more thing." And I was like, "Stop. We've done too much. I don't know what's happening." One more thing. We're else. going to spam a lot. <laughs> <sighs> he was screaming no, and I was screaming no, <laughs> and I just. <laughs> Yes. But Sam Raimi said, yes. He did. He was like, take it. <laughs> I love it. All right. We ready for hot takes? Yes. Sheree, what is your hot take? My hot take is I like the first one more than this one from an objective looking at a story plot situation, even though I hated um, the tree assault and the other notes I had. Um, I think that as like an actual script, though, it was a stronger moment. Interesting, because I completely yeah. disagree with you. That's that's on par for Fear Street. 
But if you look at the script, like actual story, like beat by beat, I think that it makes more sense. I think that I think you're right, and that it makes more sense. Well, I don't. That it's just so thin. There's no. There's nothing. And like with this, at least like you get the whole like Annie connection and the parents. You figure out what the fuck happened to these report these people who were in the cabin beforehand. And like I think that there's more depth to this plot maybe not the script because some of this dialogue is rough but i think there's more depth to the plot and that's why this is just and i mean just a hair better for me but yeah i see your point though i just kind of disagree on a few things because the first one was like these kids are going to the cabin shit pop off they touch stuff they shouldn't be touching now people are possessed. He's going to kick ass to get out. Right. This one was like, they're going to the cabin and all that happens. And then there's other people kick in. And now we got people in the basement. Now we got demons. Now we got bookcases dancing. <laughs> and now we can spam a lot. And I'm like, okay. Uh, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> yeah. That, that, there's more going on in the second one. And I think that's why I, I gravitate to the plot of the second one a little bit more. No. Yeah, I think that, I think that, it's definitely a spectacle ride, which is exciting and fun. But as far as like, if if I was like grading these two scripts and they came at me and I I would be like, okay, I, I don't love either. Right. But <laughs> this one does the assignment and this one's like, I want to do some cool shit. <laughs> and I'm like, cool. But like, how are you going to connect it? And it's like, I said, I want to do some cool shit. I'm like, but how are you going to connect it? And it's like, I said what I said. I'm like, oh, you get to see, baby. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I think for me it'd just be I think yeah, just a little I don't know. I would flip it, but I also did love either one of them, so I'm not gonna go to bat for it. I'm gonna be like, no, I love it. So Right. Yeah. (laughs) And again, like I I understand I understand how they got to be what they are and I understand rooting for like the small budget movie and I understand the experience because a Sam Raimi directed movie is an experience, even if it's not a good movie. Um, again, multiverse is out there. Um, I love Scarlet Witch. She deserves justice. But it was beautiful to look at while it was all happening. I was beautiful like, you're in my face with this plot. But also swoosh. <laughs> the, the Sam swoosh. The same, and the, <laughs> I love and the follow track. The yeah. Listen. I'm just like, um, did he have ADD as a child? What what was going on? <laughs> yes. All right, y'all. Well, that is our thoughts on Evil Dead 2. Next week, we're going to be covering The Blob. Because we love the 80s, and so we're sticking around to this with this decade. In this decade, words. Whatever, yes. Well, and we're doing the 80s Blob, not the original 50s Blob. That's a different movie. Don't do that. Yeah, because I guess we do have to spell it out for people who don't follow context clues. Um, <laughs> you know, some people. They're like, they're just like, women are talking, I can't hear them, um, Marky Mark. Uh-huh. He fucked, I didn't even watch the awards, but he messed up women talking, which is literally how. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I don't even know what he said. I don't even know what he said. Let me Google the, let me Google. Hold, I'm going to just Google, because I will always make time to drag his ass. Hold. <laughs> No, no. Oh, okay. That's what happened. It's called women talking, and he said women are talking. So I was making fun of him so long that I fucked it up in my own head now. <laughs> but yeah, women talking, two words. And he was like, women be talking. Women are saying some stuff. How I happen to be learning how to be driving? Listen, women whispering. 
Um, <laughs> Female discussion. Listen, listen. I hate him. Um, and he don't know what women sound like when they talk because who would talk to him? On that note. <laughs> On that note. Again, thank you all for listening. And as always, make sure you stay fierce out there. Bye.